Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Here's what's cooking on the day's Sports Stove podcast. We're talking about Jawan Howard and his another failure that he had going on this weekend. Uh, we're going to give you the recap of the Daytona 500. We're going to talk a little NFL, a little college football, and Major League Baseball, fantasy baseball pitcher rankings. All that's coming to you next on the Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome into an all new sports stove podcast presented by Belly Up Fantasy Baseball Live. Last night, Sunday night, for the first time this season, we started Belly Up Fantasy Baseball Live. Kevin Wilson uh, and I co-host the show. We're actually going to bring you a clip from that show later on in this episode, but we break down at 8 p.m. every Sunday night. Uh, We're starting with player rankings, and then we'll get into a draft and all kinds of stuff throughout the season to keep you up to date on what you need to know for fantasy baseball. Ads, drops, all those kinds of things as well. A great episode to start off the season on Sunday night, and hopefully you'll get the whole episode, but... Like I said, we are going to give you some of that episode today, our pitcher rankings, starting pitcher rankings that we did in that show. I'm going to play that for you here in just a few minutes. But make sure you follow Belly Up Fantasy on Twitter and Facebook and uh, stay up to date on all the things going on with that show. What an interesting weekend we had. We're going to start this episode off talking about immature adults. Kind of getting tired of it. Maybe you are as well. Uh, it's interesting because I, I earlier this weekend I made a comment on Twitter about Kyler, not Kyler Murray, but uh, um, now I don't remember who it was, but uh, about professional athletes removing all pictures on Instagram of their current team. And I find it interesting that that uh, we have these adults that are getting paid millions of dollars to play a game. The pettiness that they show by deleting pictures of them in their uniform you know, disassociating with their team because they won't meet their demands or because they made them upset about something that they said. It doesn't change the fact that for however many years they played for those teams and and in doing so, they have good memories, teammates who they've uh, said that they loved and that they played hard for and that they cared about. And now they take all the pictures away, making sure no one can find, uh, at least on their personal page, any any sign of them playing for that team. It's embarrassing, really, to watch adults act this way. It is uh, explains a lot about the way our society is today, 
when the millionaires are petty uh, in this degree and these guys that have quite the life uh, for themselves for, again, playing a game. And the immaturity just shows through over and over again with these athletes. Yet this weekend, it, it showed through with a coach, a college basketball coach, a Big Ten college basketball coach, the University of Michigan's basketball coach, Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard has been thought of as a leader. He was, uh, in his later years in the NBA, was a valuable veteran on his teams. Now he has a second incident. He had one last year, and now in one this year, where in the postgame line, uh, he said something to Coach Guard from Wisconsin, uh, at which time the coach from Wisconsin put his hand on Jawan Howard, which did not help the situation. And then Howard and him started jawing back and forth. Before long, there was a large crowd, and it did not take long for Jawan Howard to reach over and smack an assistant coach at Wisconsin in the side of the head. It's interesting because I'm watching as so many people are trying to um, explain away Jawan Howard's actions, why he did it, and kind of to some degree, and they haven't come out and just bluntly said this, but why Jawan Howard should not get in trouble. Whereas other people have wisely said there are definitely multiple issues here, not just Jawan Howard, but Jawan Howard is the only one who swung, uh, slapped, whatever you want to call it, uh, someone else in this skirmish. Therefore, Jawan Howard is the one that needs to get in the most trouble. He deserves discipline. He deserves punishment. What that will be, I don't know. Uh, will the university come in and suspend him multiple games? Will the Big Ten suspend him multiple games? Will the NCAA suspend him? I don't know who all, uh, and at the time of this, we don't know yet the answers to these questions. But he's a head basketball coach, a former NBA player, a former Division One athlete. Uh, he has many years under his belt and uh, much experience. He is a good coach. He is trying to rebuild a uh, a program who had some good history. But now for the second time in two years, he has allowed his temper to go further than what is acceptable on a basketball court. Will someone scream and yell? Will someone get so furiated that they get, they get a technical? Sure. Are there coaches who get upset at other coaches for something they did in the game and don't shake their hand going through the line? I think that's ridiculous, but yes, it happens. In this case, Jawan Howard said uh, he was not happy with Wisconsin calling a timeout at the end of the game. You know, like when they were being pressed and the full court down 15 with their backups in and they were in trouble. And so they called a timeout. Yeah. Coach Howard said, I didn't like that. And I told him, I won't forget it. Well, wait a second. You won't forget what? The fact that the opposing team called a timeout as the game was over? And you were full court press? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. It starts with the pettiness there, which carried over to immaturity, which carried over to unacceptable behavior. When Juwan Howard decided to reach over people, and I don't know what was said to him by the assistant. I don't know why he chose him. I, I, I Again, I think there are multiple people who did wrong in this situation, but only one who hit somebody, and that was Juwan Howard. And whether it was a punch, which it was not, or a slap, it doesn't matter. It's unacceptable, and it cannot be done. When you have a 19-year-old do it, you can play it off as immature, bad decision, whatever it may be. But when the head coach does it, 
it crosses a line that you just can't ignore. Jawan Howard should be suspended multiple games. I don't know who will be doing the suspending and how many games it will be, but surely, surely it's something. You cannot hit somebody uh, unless you are a fighter, and he is not. Jawan Howard continues to mess up second time. That's a problem. There's three strikes and you're out the situation here at Michigan. I don't think he should be fired for this, but he has to figure out and understand he has to do something different because his behavior in, in two different instances now of unacceptable actions, the way that he went after people, didn't hit anybody, the way he went after people before, and now hitting somebody this time, it, it's going to catch up to him quickly. And so hopefully uh, he can figure it out and remain the head coach of Michigan. Now, Will Wade from LSU, if he were to slap another coach or, for that sake, slap a baby, LSU still wouldn't fire that scumbag. But another story for another day. Other things going on in the sports world this week. How about uh, Brian Flores finding himself a job? He's suing the NFL uh, for reasons we've talked about in the past. He gets hired in Pittsburgh. A great landing spot for him. He'll be a defensive assistant and a linebackers coach uh, there in Pittsburgh. And it really is a perfect fit for him, an opportunity to continue a coaching career and uh, until he gets done with the lawsuit and maybe eventually get the opportunity to be an NFL coach. Again, I think he's a great NFL head coach. I think he deserved a job this year. And uh, I think that in choosing to um, sue the league, he, you know, he lost out on probably the opportunity to coach Houston, but I'm not sure that that's one he wanted. Anyhow, not a great job available there. So he figured it out to swing for it and see what happens. And uh, you know, maybe he's the next Pittsburgh coach. Uh, Maybe that's something that's kind of going to be in the waiting now. I don't know. Uh, just an idea thrown out there for you there. Another former uh, coach who uh, has not been a head coach here super recently, not in the NFL, but Charlie Strong. Uh, Miami decides, uh, Cristobal decides to bring him in. He is building quite the staff down there at the U. And uh, Charlie Strong will go on as a linebacker coach at Miami. And uh, intriguing, for sure, an opportunity there uh, for him to do something uh, good as well. So a lot of things happening. It's NBA All-Star Weekend. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care about the NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, the NBA is not what it used to be. Not as fun, at least for me, to watch until playoff time. Regular season All-Star stuff just doesn't intrigue me that that much. Uh, but nonetheless, when the playoffs come, we'll pay attention for sure. So I didn't do much watching of the NBA All-Star Game. Not sure if you did or not. Uh, just not our cup of tea, so to say. Uh, we want to talk about the Daytona 500, though. Before we do that, I want to take a quick break. We're going to hear a word about the uh, Sports Podcast Award, something we have been uh, very fortunate to be nominated for. And after that, we'll come back and talk Daytona 500. What's going on, Belly Up Sports fans? Thanks for tuning in to the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. We have some really exciting news for several Belly Up Podcast Network shows. The Sports Stove Podcast, the Rough Cut Sportscast, and here in Puckburg, have all been nominated for a Sports Podcast Award. So head on over to sportspodcastawards.com and make sure to vote for the Sports Stove Podcast for Best College Sports Podcast and Best News and Current Affairs Podcast. Vote for the Rough Cut Sportscast for Best American Football Podcast and vote for Here in Puckford for Best Winter Sports Podcast. Again, that website is sportspodcastawards.com. Thanks for being the best part of Belly Up Sports. We are what they aren't. 
Welcome back into the Sports Stove Podcast, presented by Belly Up Fantasy Baseball, live every Sunday, 8 p.m., live on Belly Up Fantasy's Facebook and Twitter page, also available on the Belly Up Sports TV network, on Roku or Tiki Live app, on all other streaming televisions. Uh, we have been talking about NASCAR. On Friday, we had a guest on. Uh, Matt came on to talk about uh, NASCAR and the Daytona 500 and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I was telling him, and I'll tell you again, they're drawing me back in. It's been maybe even seven years since I really paid attention to NASCAR. I just got out of it for a while. Um, it just didn't it didn't appeal to me for whatever reason after following it for several years. Uh, this year, the, the clash in L.A., the Coliseum, it, it kind of started to pull me back in. Now I've been listening to uh, podcasts, specifically the Dale Jr. download with Dale Earnhardt Jr. and the Burton Continuum that comes out of Dirty Mo Media and things like that. And so I, that was kind of pulling me back in, I suppose, all this time. But uh, the clash, I, I was really intrigued by it. So I decided, uh, here we go, we're going to dive in. So I chose the guys that I cheered for, mainly Dale Jr., but the guys I cheered for uh, back when I followed uh, the racing before, they're they're not there anymore. All those guys are retired and gone. So I had to pick some new drivers. So I picked Harrison Burton and Chase Briscoe as the drivers that I'm going to kind of follow and cheer for, whatever it may be. And early on in the Daytona 500, Harrison Burton got wrecked out. Brad Keselowski uh, spun him out, caused all kinds of trouble. And uh, and he was done for the day. So that was kind of sad. I thought, oh, sorry, sorry uh, there uh, to the Burtons for picking uh, Harrison to cheer for. And, and immediately uh, I was bad luck for him. Then the race went on and uh, and uh, Brad Keselowski caused another big accident. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Uh, got got wrecked by him or bumped, spun, whatever by him. And and uh, so that was kind of a painful, painful way to go. I started to think, I don't know that I want Brad Keselowski behind me if I'm racing uh, in NASCAR this year. So we'll see how that all goes. But this Daytona 500, it was exciting. Um, it held me, held my interest all the way through. It was fun to watch. It, and I'm back. I'm all in nah, NASCAR. Um, I hope that you welcome me back because I'm, I'm back in there and following that. Austin Sendrick gets the win in his rookie season. First full year as a full, full-time driver in NASCAR. Uh, he pulls out the victory. He had to block his teammate, uh, and then run down the, the, uh, the track and try to, block out Bubba Wallace as well, but he crosses the finish line first. Bubba Wallace comes in second. And then Chase Driscoe, what a Briscoe, excuse me, what a day for him. Uh he was at one point a lap down. He battled all the way through. Ends up finishing third. Of course there's a big wreck there as uh as Cindric went up the block his teammate and then uh, everything kind of happened behind him. But uh so it goes Austin Cindric, Bubba Wallace, Chase Briscoe, one, two, three and uh, and an exciting time for them, for sure, and uh, an exciting day for a rookie. You don't win the Daytona 500 very often as a rookie, and uh, he did. So the start of NASCAR season is among us. Um, I'm really intrigued by it. I tell you what, after after not watching for so many years, to be able to just dive right back into it, there are still guys that are familiar with, guys that are there were there when I watched before, but the guys that I really liked aren't there anymore. So I wasn't sure how it would go. Kids weren't super happy that I was watching NASCAR all day, but uh, uh, who cares? Uh, I had a good time with that as well. Uh, on to Major League Baseball. Uh, Major League Baseball announced this week the spring training is being postponed until at the earliest March the 5th. Of course, the lock, lockout's still going on. we got to get this solved. Uh, I mean, Major League Baseball continues to drop opportunities to flush them down the toilet. Uh, they had a chance in the COVID year to be the only sport on television, and 
nothing. They're an outdoor sport. They have built-in social distancing in most cases, and they still didn't play. They waited for football to come back and for basketball to come back. And then at that time, the competition was too fierce. If Major League Baseball is ever going to grow the sport again, they're going to have to get a lot smarter about these things. Now we come into the fall. NFL is done. There should be the excitement about spring training, and there isn't because there's a lockout going on. The Players Association, granted, they have every right to hold out at this point. They, they need, uh, it, just being fair, it makes more sense for them to earn more money and to have some of these things that they're asking for. Um, Major League Baseball is standing their ground as well. There's been a little bit of give both ways, but not enough to get anywhere close to a deal. So as of right now, Major League Baseball says spring training will start March the 5th. Um, and then, of course, the season would follow. How long will we wait? Um, you know, I, I think we're talking about mid-March probably before spring training starts. Uh, so maybe another two-week delay or so. And then uh, and then back in. Uh, worst case scenario, I think we're not playing baseball till June. But I, I just feel like it's going to happen sooner rather than later uh, in this situation. But they still have a ways to go and a ways to work. We would just like to think that they will – uh, work hard on both sides to actually make a deal that works. And I know that's asking a lot for millionaires, but uh, that's what we're going to ask for anyways. As I mentioned before, Belly Up Fantasy Baseball Live kicked off. Is that the right term for a baseball show? Um, started the previewed uh, on Sunday night. And uh, Kevin Wilson and I, we host the Belly Up Fantasy Baseball Live every Sunday at 8 p.m. And uh, this week we did a position ranking. We started our position rankings with pitchers. And uh, we're not going to give you the whole conversation, but I want you to hear the part uh, that we talked about with the starting pitchers and our rankings. Me and Kevin did a top 10. We had a guest, uh, Dan D'Amico, joined us. He's the Belly Up um, Belly Up Sports head baseball, head of the baseball department. And uh, he joined us for this conversation as well and added some things to it. So we're just going to give you a segment. Uh, of that program, let you hear the rankings, and then you can catch the entirety of the show on Belly Up Fantasy Live's podcast. Uh, there, it's also available on the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook and Twitter pages as well. But for now, let's give you that segment of the pitcher rankings from Belly Up Fantasy Baseball Live uh, here that was aired this Sunday. So, <laughs> so as I was saying, you know, when it comes to baseball, pitching is where it all begins. You know, we could talk about anything else, hitting, fielding, whatever else. It starts with pitching. I think we'd all agree with that. And so we are going to talk this first episode about who do we think are the top 10 pitchers in fantasy Starting pitchers and uh, Dan or uh, Vince, sorry, since you are the birthday boy, we're <laughs> going to let you uh, lead off and tell us. You go ahead and tell us who you think are the top ten starting pitchers in fantasy. All right, so I'll give you my top ten starting pitchers uh, here, and we've tried to put together a little picture that maybe can help us understand. Let's see if it'll pop up. There it is. All right, so we went a little different this year. Uh, I have to preference any of my rankings with the fact that I am a Brewers fan. Uh, I try very hard when I'm doing sports talk to not let those biases sneak in. 
Okay. That being said, I wanted to put Corbin Burns number one, but I felt like that was too much of a homer move. So I went with Jacob DeGrom. Now, DeGrom has, and I'll get your guys' thoughts on these in a second, but uh, DeGrom has uh, the stuff. Uh, he's got injury issues, no doubt. Um, but I feel like if, 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 which is the big question, he can stay healthy, uh, he's the best pitcher in the league. Well, we saw it at Garrett Cole last year. When you take away his spider tech, he wasn't as effective as he was with his spider tech, which was true for several pitchers. But uh, So I'm going to go to DeGrom 1, Corbin Burns 2. I'm going to drop Cole down to 3. And I think he's solid. I would take him uh, for sure. Uh, but I, I have him behind those guys. Brandon Woodruff up there at number 4. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa. Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Uh, You can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. He's he's steady, um, solid along the way. Max Scherzer at five. I almost thought lower for Scherzer just because of his age. Uh, but he seems like he still has it. He's going to be put in a good situation in the Mets, I think, as well. They're a team to watch this year. Walker Bueller, number six. I'm a little lower on him than a lot of different people. Um, let's see here. Fantasy Pros has Walker Bueller at number four. Uh, Yahoo has him at number three. And ESPN has him uh, number six, right where I've got him as well. So that general area. Zach Wheeler with Philadelphia, number seven. Beaver at Cleveland, number eight. Uh, I love Alcantara and Miami, uh, and I may be saying that wrong. I apologize if I am, but uh, I love what he can possibly do, and that's the stuff that he has as well. So I've got him at nine, and then Shohei Atani, and we, we probably need to talk about him at number 10, but, uh, you know, he's dynamic. But again, can he stay healthy? Can he get through? Honestly, the more I think about it, that might be a little high for Otani, but uh, that's where I've got him at. At this point in the season, that could change come draft time in a month. But uh, uh, so that's my top ten. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Kevin? Well, um, uh, you know, we have to emphasize that this is, of course, subject to change. Yes, and <laughs> just you know, you know, Vince, I have to agree. 
agree with you when it comes to Jacob Dubgram. He, when he is healthy, he's far and away the best pitcher in the league. But we don't know if he's healthy. I've got him on my list, which will come up in a few minutes, but I don't have him at number one. But that's the biggest question. You know, if we need spring training so we can answer how, what he looks like going into the season. Because if he's not healthy, he can go way fast off the, you know, our top pitcher list to the new draft list in a blink of an eye. Yeah. So, I, I, I you, you, you talk about how you're a, a, a Brewers homer, but I have to agree with you. You got to like what, what Milwaukee's doing. They've got mm-hmm. two of the top, because I've got, uh, Let's see, I got him, uh, Burns at number two, and I got Woodruff at number six. So at the very worst, you got two of the top six pitchers in all of baseball on your team. So that that worked out. I got Freddie Peralta at number 11. Uh, Now, most people have him around the 16, 17, 18 range. Uh, But Freddie Peralta is young, young and talented, uh, and I got him up there too. But I don't like some of those other guys that are in that – Eight uh, twenty range in, in most people's list. Okay, so uh, we could talk about Garrett Cole for a minute because I think you know you talk about the spider tack thing, which even though he had that last year, he still when you look at him, he had you know when he was sixteen and eight, he made thirty starts. Let's see, he had a three twenty three ROA, is one oh six WHIP, which is outstanding. So even though he had his issues. He was figuring it out, you know, towards the end of the season. Now he's had the entire offseason. I think he's going to be back at the top of his game. Hmm. So, you know, he's a Yankee, and you talk about putting away your biases, which I, I hate the Yankees with every fiber of my being. But, <laughs> you know, when we're talking about analysis, we got to analysis the best we can. So yeah. uh, I think you had a great list here. Um, Dan, what are your thoughts on that? Those 10 guys. Well, I've got the very similar 10. I've got rankings here. I don't think we have a a nice fancy graphic for me. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) But Jacob deGrom, like you said, if he's healthy, he, he is the best pitcher in baseball and arguably the best pitcher in the past However many, however far back you want to go, yeah. we had a one oh eight ERA last season in fifteen <laughs> starts. But like you said, the injuries are there. He turns thirty four in June, so there are those question marks about his health. But if he is healthy, he will be the best pitcher in baseball. He will will be the best pitcher on your fantasy roster if you draft him and he'll probably take you to a championship because ESPN has him, I think, ranked eighth is what I saw. So if you can get him somewhere in that seven to ten range in terms of starting pitchers and he stays healthy, that's a guy that can win you a fantasy baseball league. Yeah, you said it. ESPN, when I put him down and they could have changed since then, they had him at number ten. Yahoo had him at number six. Number six, 
And then uh, Fantasy Pros had him at number five. So some people are still having some confidence in him. Other people have definitely lost lost the faith that he can be, you know, one of those top five five pitchers for you. Yeah, and then moving down the list, Garrett Cole is a fantastic pitcher. I don't think anyone will debate that. But like Kevin said, he figured it out a little bit at the end of last year, but a 3.97 ERA in his 17 starts after the MLB cracked down on the spider tag is a little bit concerning. Yeah. And you have he does he has had a full off season now to adjust to figure out something else that could get him some extra grip on the baseball, especially in April in New York, not going to be very warm. But you can't doubt a guy with Garrett Cole's pedigree. I like it. Yep. That's what we're talking about right there. So we're going to switch over right now to my top 10 list, which I have Garrett Coley. You know, I was very, very, very hesitant putting him up at the top of the list. But, uh, you know, as I was saying, I think he's going to figure it out. And you look at, you know, he did struggle after the whole spot attack thing. But you look at his, you know, he's been right at or below his 1.00 whip last four seasons. So you can pretty much count him in to what he's going to do throughout the whole season. So I got him at number one. I got uh, Burns at number two. And uh, he's not going to walk to six guys or whatever it was coming in this season but he's got the stuff maybe as, as nasty as anybody and so uh he's he's only uh i didn't write down how old he is but uh, it was only his first season starting and if he does this again this year he's number one easily going into next season and uh I, I don't want to be biased, but I got Walker Bueller at number three. I think that he is ready to really take, you know, he was 16 and four. And so if that's the worst you're going to get out of him, that's, you know, top starter stuff. And then uh, Max Scherzer, unfortunately, he's now on the New York Mets. But, uh, you know, as you said, he's older. But for this season, I think he can still bring it. He's, you know, he's got a good situation pitching in New York. And so I like him there. And uh, then we got DeGrom. We've talked about him. And then your man. Uh, Mr. Woodruff at number six. And uh, the only thing that I might have bumped him up a little bit, but uh, he was only nine and 10 a year ago. And there are certain pitchers who, for whatever reason, the clubs just won't support that guy. 
Mm. And, and uh, you know, we could talk about DeGrom because he's one of them as well. He'd give up one run and lose. So it looks to me like maybe Woodruff might be in that same situation. I hope not because he is a heck of a pitcher. And then at number seven, I got Zach Wheeler. And uh, Dan can probably uh, enlighten us a little bit more about him. Uh, let's see here. He struck out 247 guys a year ago, so and only walked 46. So you gotta like that. And then we got Shane Bieber at number eight, and uh, now he uh, he had uh, some injury problems a year ago, but you know we're talking. Talking about the guy who won the triple crown of pitching the, the the year before that, so I really like him, and uh, you know I want to be a homer again, but I got Julio Rice at number nine. This this guy was nineteen and three a year ago, and this is a guy that. Uh, If, if you need a starter, he's a starter. They can put him in the bullpen. So he's extremely versatile. And then just like you, Vince, I got uh, Shohei Otani at number 10. And uh, he only won nine games. Maybe it's a situation, you know, as we talked about earlier, where he just, you know, can't get the run support unless he's hitting them himself. But uh, he did everything he could a year ago, and he was coming off an injury the year before. So, you know, they were a little bit, you know, they left him so he didn't have to pitch a whole lot of innings a year ago. But I think the he, he's going to be fully engaged this year, so I like him at number 10. Dan, I'll let you give your thoughts on on Kevin's rankings first. Well, I completely agree with Walker Bueller being up here in the top five, especially if you're – and let me say this. Make sure you know your league's – what your league scores, how your league – scores what is important in your league because if your league uses innings pitched as a good thing Walker Bueller and Zach Wheeler are two guys that you want to roster both of them went over 200 innings both of them struck out a whole lot of batters. Yes, he did. And they're both very good at what they do. And Corbin Burns, another guy, unbelievable, won the Cy Young, led the led the MLB in a number of categories, but only gave, only gave you 170 innings or so. Mm-hmm. So while I yeah, agree, 167. Yeah, Corbin Burns is fantastic, and I'm not going to take anything away. from him but if you're in a league that values innings pitched Walker Bueller and Zach Wheeler are guys that 
could sneak ahead of Corbin Burns. Yeah, I like that. That's good. That's good stuff. Uh, Mike comments on Brandon Woodruff. I agree with you, Kevin. Um, it seems like when, when Woodruff's on the mound, the Brewers players, the offensive players kind of felt like, Oh, all we got to do is get one run and we'll be okay. And then they would lose two to one, uh, you know, something like that. I think we'll talk about this as we get into position players. I think the Brewers offense will be much better this year than it was last year. And I think that's going to help Brandon Woodruff in a number of areas as well. But Burns is clearly the guy in Milwaukee right now. He's young. Younger. Um, he's got his stuff's a little hotter than Woodruff, although Woodruff's a phenomenal pitcher as well. Um, but you nailed it, Dan. Corbin Burns and his innings pitch, I don't think that's going to change much. Uh, Craig Council is a very forward-thinking manager, and uh, he he thinks analytically, and he makes some weird, uh, usually good decisions. But when you're talking about fantasy baseball, uh, it definitely hurts you a little bit in some areas. Burns will still give you the strikeouts. Um, he'll still give you wins. He'll still give you a decent ERA, but when it comes to the innings pitch, Burns is not going to be the guy for you. Woodruff, on the other hand, he's going to pitch. I don't know if you got it in front of you. Uh, Kevin, but Woodruff's going to pitch more innings than Burns. He had 179 in the third last okay. year, Vince. So that, that that's that, that's you know we're talking about 2021. That's decent innings for a starting pitcher. Yeah. 1982, maybe not so much, but yeah. And when you have Devin Williams and Josh Hader waiting in the bullpen, it's a lot easier. to trust your bullpen to get those last outs. That's for sure. Uh, when, when Craig Council is looking at you know, two of the top ten relievers in baseball in his bullpen, as opposed to Joe Girardi, who's basically <laughs> looking at a dumpster fire <laughs> in the Citizens Bank Park bullpen. So Zach Wheeler, even 100 pitches in, is still probably the best guy you want to go with. Yeah, and just be thankful you're not a not a Reds fan. I'm telling you that bullpen, yikes. Uh, yeah, Philadelphia's not a ton better. That's <laughs> no, no. It, it, they were marginally better than 2020, but the bar was not very high coming off a season in which they had statistically, I think, the second worst bullpen of all time. So that is uh, clips from the Belly Up Fancy Baseball live show. I'm sorry we're having uh, internet issues, and I think it's affecting our quality a bit there. 
So I apologize for that. Uh, you should be able to listen to the Belly Up Fantasy Baseball Live show, um, Belly Up Fantasy Lives, a podcast, and hear the full episode uh, in better quality and everything there as uh, as well for you there. And again, you can tune in live every Sunday, 8 p.m. It's on the Belly Up Fantasy Twitter and Facebook pages, as well on Belly Up Sports TV network that you can get on your Roku uh, your Roku device or the Tiki Live app on the Belly Up channel on the Tiki Live app, on all your other streaming televisions. Uh, you can always look it up in your web browser at bellyup.tv. Sunday night at 8 o'clock, of course, our show airs Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, the Sports Stove, uh, 7 a.m. and 2 p.m. replays as well. You can always catch the entire audio versions in the podcast as well. All right, a busy weekend, and uh, we've come to the end of it. Now we're into the new week, a lot of things ahead. Uh, here in Kentucky, where I live, we've got high school um, uh, high school district playoffs this week for basketball, and then regionals next week, and then state to follow. So a busy weekend ahead here as well. Our Wednesday episode will be our local hour, Recover EKU Sports. Um, right now we've got one guest scheduled to be here, Michael Moreno, uh, basketball player for the EKU Colonels. He'll be back with us uh, for a second time and excited to talk with him as they're getting ready to head into the A-Sun tournament. So tune in on Wednesday for that episode. And then Friday, my dad will join me and we'll discuss all the latest sports news and everything going on in the sports world. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's Sports Stove podcast. Uh, we'll be back uh, here again later this week. Follow us on social media at Sports Stove on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, as always, feel free to reach out, comment uh, on, on our social media, email us, thesportstove at gmail.com. With any comments you have about today's program, uh, like, subscribe, share, all those good things as well. We greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to go to the sportspodcastawards.com, sportspodcastawards.com, and vote for the Sports Stove. We are nominated in two categories, Best, current, uh, best News and Current Affairs Podcast, and then also Best College Sports Podcast which recognizes our Wednesday episode, the local hour there as uh, well. All right. Again, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.